What is up, guys? You're listening to the MFCEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host. And I am the motherfucking CEO. And I know, because I said that 47 billion fucking times, that you played it in your head before I said it. Think about that. Think about all the things that you listen to and input and associate with and absorb that become automatic in your brain. All right, this is the reason why personal development is so important because just like you knew what I was about to say because I've said it and you've heard it so many times, all the shit that you absorb, what you watch, who you talk to, what you read will become automatic in your brain, okay? People don't realize this. They lose sight of it. They think that a podcast or a book is some way to pass the time. I hear this a lot from you guys. Oh, I would listen to the podcast while I'm driving my car. Well, you know what? I I actually talk about a lot of useful shit that can make you fucking money. How the fuck are you supposed to learn it while you're driving the car? Think about it. Actively listen. Actively learn. Take fucking notes whenever you're absorbing good information. It's going to pay off. Okay? Now, that's just my little rant. But associated with that rant, I need you guys to do a better job of leaving reviews and subscribing. I know a lot of you guys listen to the podcast and you like it and you say you like it, but yet whenever we go to look for the reviews or we go to look to see who subscribes, we have a lot of people that don't. Um, Don't cheat the system, you know? This is how the world works. I give you shit. I give you shit for free. You give me something, all right? So give me a review. Give me a subscription, and uh, we can all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Vanilla Ice, DJ DJ God, the pastor of disaster, Vaughn the Impaler. What else? Uh, we just had somebody suggest something else. Genghis Vaughn. Genghis Vaughn. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. It's a pretty good one. One of you guys who is, draws art, please draw a picture of what <laughs> Genghis Vaughn would look like yeah. and oh, tag right. me in it because I want to see this. Yeah. I know be- one of you. I, dude, we have so many extremely talented uh, followers like in the art world. It's actually cool because like, oh, I yeah. don't feel like my content is really for quote unquote artists, but there's so many people out there that are artists that are still jiving with the content that we put out. It's pretty cool. I'm just going to tell you right now that I have commissioned a work of art that's going to blow your mind. Really? It's going to blow your mind. Gonna blow, it's going to blow my what? Your mind. Okay. Because I wouldn't want to blow anything else. Yeah, right. That's for sure. We know how you are. You and Tyler were hanging out a lot. <laughs> Guys. Well, I, did, I did wear salmon shorts last summer, so. Oh, well, that definitely makes you. Uh, the transformation of, is starting to happen. That definitely makes you one of the Tylers. Yeah. Guys, this is our 200th episode, Okay. Um, that's a pretty cool milestone. I have to say when I started this podcast, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, a lot of you guys have gone out and driven the podcast to the ranks of top in the world consistently. Um, we're consistently in top 50 in the world. We're consistently in the top five to 10 in business. Um, and that is, comes from, from you guys, you know, feeling the content. You know, we live in a world today that is very fucking soft. We live in a world today that is teaching people things that aren't the truth. They're telling everybody, you're fucking special. You deserve this. You deserve that. When in reality, you don't deserve anything. Um, They tell people, you know, that everybody gets to win and everybody gets to, to be special and everybody gets to be great at things. And you don't have to do much. You just have to show up. And guys, the purpose of this podcast is to fucking stomp the shit out of those ideas. Okay, we have too many young people and too many people in general who have bought into this practice of entitlement of, you know, delicate snowflake mentality 
and their parents are telling them they're special and you know all the shit we always talk about they go out in the world and they get fucking stomped on and the purpose of this podcast is to bring the truth to bring the reality of this world that we live in to people and 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 to help people understand what it takes to be successful and yes we're an entrepreneurial podcast yes uh i'm an entrepreneur but the principles that we talk about on this podcast go way deeper than that. They go to fitness. They go to your spirituality. They go to your your uh, friendships. They go to your relationships. And guys, I just want to say, you know, thank you for, for standing behind the podcast and thank you for standing behind the content because without you guys, we wouldn't have uh, the success that we have had in putting this message back out. Obviously, there's a need for it. Obviously, there's a want for it because when I started the podcast, people... We, we weren't well-known. We didn't have celebrity guests. We didn't have these people. And now people are paying attention to this. And we're seeing it. We're seeing other influencers who do podcasts start to talk about the things we talk about more and more. And uh, I think it's a great thing. You know, people say, oh, you see so-and-so, he's copying you. No, actually, he's just talking about the same shit that we're talking about because we believe in it. And I think that's pretty cool. I think uh, to get through 200 episodes is, is a good thing. Um, you know, Vaughn, I want to do like 200,000 episodes. Yeah. So uh, we're not going to stop anytime soon. But I just want to say thanks for you guys for standing behind what we do. It, it, it means a lot. Absolutely. And you know what's really cool is looking on our demographic stats that we can look at when we're, you know, when we upload the podcast and seeing all the different countries where there are people listening to the podcast. And some of them are crazy, like ones I've never heard of. I think I mentioned the Isle of Man one time. And yeah, Dan Fleshman. Everybody who knows motorcycles. Yeah, knows right, Isle of right. Man. Or, or gambling. I think Ga- uh, Dan Fleshman said that, uh, that Isle of oh, Man has... Oh, he's talking has... about Monaco. Oh, Monaco, yeah. But it, it's also cool that... Or no, we... he was talking about Malta. Malta? Yeah. Was it Malta? Yeah. But it's cool to see all these different places where, you know, you have like such a small country and there's 10 people that listen, you know, because... Yeah, it's cool though yeah. because the reason those 10 people listen is because the one person who started to listen told 10 of his fucking right, friends. Right. That's how our podcast grows. Our podcast grows because you listen and you tell other people about it. Not, you know, and if you're, they're people who aren't going to jive with the content, obviously those aren't the people you want to tell, but you right. know who your friends are who are like-minded. Spread the word with those people. Let yeah. them know because we're doing something that kind of goes against everything else that's out there right now. Right. In and, fact, we're actually been banned in some countries. I mean, at least when we started, I saw that we there was a couple small countries where we were banned. Yeah, we're yeah. Too, we're, we're we're just too progressive. Yeah, you know? I think that must be it, guys. For our two hundredth episode, I decided to bring on a special guest. Um, he's been on the podcast before. You guys know him as Big Jim, Big Jim Priscilla, the man who raised me, taught me everything I know. What's going on? Oh, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. Talk. This is see, Big Jim. See, we, we just had <laughs> we, no. We just had this conversation <laughs> off before the podcast. Vaughn looks at my dad and said, "We should talk about the old school business." And and then and then my dad goes, "What are you? This motherfucker's calling me old school." What's, I'm like, "Yeah, you're seventy something years old. You're fucking old." Uh, I'm, I'm seventy three. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's my it. dad died when he was seventy three. Yeah. Well, he's not gonna die. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, cut that shit out, man. Yeah. That, that so, ain't cool. So so he gets all pissed off that he's that, that he's Sorry. old school. <laughs> And then we start telling him he doesn't even know how to use social media. And then he tells me that he gets more likes than I get. True. So let's- I, I get more fun likes than you do. Oh, yeah. You got the fun likes. I get can more you, can fun. you tell- What's a fun like? That's, a, that's, a, that's like <laughs> a fun lick. Oh, geez. Can you tell the story about his 
early experience with the internet, or should we not tell that story? Oh, oh that I mean, story. I don't know about that. How he, discur- <laughs> how he discovered that uh, the internet, once you put content out, yeah. it doesn't fucking come back. <laughs> yeah, that's a great story. Oh, yeah. I'll fucking tell it. All so, right. I, I, you're making this shit up. I mean, I don't oh, know whatever, about this. Dude. Wait a minute. No, this is the truth. Wait a minute. This is Big Jim. I am the legend of Boom. Yeah, that's he, right. The, the legend, legend of right. Boom. I am the you're, legend. You're working on that intro? <laughs> just, yeah, I've been working on the intro. You guys, you guys like just ran over the top of me. Yeah, well- you know, we got to tell the story about how you learned about the internet. Well, no, I got to tell this story first. You know, there's, there's in my days, because he said, well, we're going to talk about old people and the old ways. No, we didn't say stuff. old people. We said yeah. old school I ways said of old school. I was showing you respect. He, he looked out of the corner of his eye and looked at me, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't talk about people that don't have any hair. I know. You know? Well, I, I'm So hard. would you consider yourself more new school business? I am now because I listen to Andrew Frisella's podcast. <laughs> there you go. That's a testimonial. That's what I'm talking See? about. You should just go re- leave that review on iTunes. I, I, I used to be an old school beat up motherfucker <laughs> that didn't know anything about business. And then I listened to my own son's podcast and no, I became see, a champion. I used to listen to guys like Zig Ziglar. And, and, and so did a, I. You made me listen to him. Yeah, I know. I made, it, made you listen to him. But see, now you are the Zig Ziglar of modern people. The young people look at you. And they, they relate to young people. And I related back then. I was a young young guy. And it's the truth. I listened to every motivational speaker there was. And yeah. they were on tapes. And it, back then it cost like $300. Now it costs like $5,000. <laughs> but <clears throat> it's true. No, I have all of them. I have a pile of tapes. I've got thousands of dollars that I invested oh. in. And uh, I, made, I made Andrew and Sal. I made them do it. They, I didn't make them. I asked them to do it. And they did it. They, no, no, no. When we would drive in the car, he'd be <clears> playing that. That's what we would listen to, not music. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, but this is actually really cool. So one of my favorite guys is Tony Robbins. I, you know, we talked about it on the podcast we did with Ed Milet, and Ed is uh, does some business with Tony and knows Tony really well. Well, Ed, you know, he's like, I'm going to tell you about Tony, and part of me is like, Yeah, right, you're going to tell me about Tony. You know. <laughs> so anyway, so Tony calls Ed. So Ed calls Tony and tells him all about me, and then Tony calls Ed and leaves like this long voicemail and tells him to send it to me, and it's like this message from Tony. Wow, it's fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Because outside of like what I learned from him, I probably learned more from Tony Robbins than anybody. Yeah. Because like back in the day, like 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 what he's saying, there was a different set of influencers, and you had to buy their tapes to even hear them, or re- or buy their books to even hear them. So you had to be like legitimately interested in what they did. You couldn't like their shit on Instagram or follow along with their daily lives. They these people were bigger than life. I think that you know the internet, especially in my case, it. You know, and I purposely do this. I show people that I'm a regular dude. Well, when you're when you can't see Tony Robbins' daily life and you can't see what he's doing or what he you 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 build these people up as like these huge fucking legends in your brain. Mm-hmm. And I guess like for me, I still think of Tony that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was yeah. so influential. So to get a message like that, like it was really cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Side note, you used to have to pay for all that stuff as opposed to the kind of oh, fuck, culture dude. that there we're in no now. There was no podcast. Right. There's no podcast. <clears throat> right. The only thing I got from him was a was a receipt for the for the tapes. <laughs> that's all I got. Hey, hey it worked out, a lot man. better. Hey, it's, it's crazy, investment. though. But that's what we're going to talk about. That's testimonial yeah. for Tony Robbins right yeah. there, man. Like, for real. Like, dude, if you guys haven't listened to his shit, Tony is a great guy. Like, you should read his books and listen to... to the guy breaks success down into a fucking science. And... I, I, all I can say is that outside of you, I learned more from him than anybody ever. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, th- th- we've talked about this many, many times. The, the rules, they've changed just the way you say them, maybe, or something like that. But this is me saying this. The, 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 no bullshit. The guys, 
that I looked up to were young guys like Andrew, and I was a younger, younger guy. Who were the guys? <clears throat> like, who were the guys back when you were— Zig Ziglar. It's like the- you're in business. You're you're in business, and, you know, before there was, like— like, yeah, yeah, there was TV. Yeah, there was radio. Yeah, there was print. But there wasn't—like, people have a hard time conceptualizing what it was like before the Internet. So, right. like, how did you—because you didn't just go into business and, like— like you had people you either competed with that you looked at and said, I want to beat that guy or people that inspired you. Like, how did you, like, wh- how was it? Well, um, basically, who were those people? Uh, a guy like Ray Kroc. Yeah. That mm-hmm. found at McDonald's, you, you know, that you read, you read, you read his book and Ray Kroc was a driven, driven, driven man from day one, just like you are or, or anybody else. And th- those guys, if, if you read their books, the, the secrets are very, very simple. It, it's uh uh, the, the the thing is, you got to do it. You got to have a dream. We, we talked about this yesterday. We ha- you got to have a dream, and you got to take that first step, and you got to do it. And those doers, a Ray Kroc, or uh, what's a Walmart founder? Uh, Sam Walton. Sam Walton. I, I I've read those books many many times. Yeah. And Sam Walton's story is is the same story that's right here right now with your company. It's the same story. That was a that was the first it's, it's book the same, I ever read. It's the same first book story. I ever read, like as an adult, was Sam Walton's book. Uh, yeah. The, the the another guy. I mean, these are really really old guys. But uh, Joe Girard, the number, world's number one car salesman, he was one of the biggest influences that I ever had reading his book. What about and Lee Iacocca? I read Lee Iacocca's books. Yeah. Uh, uh, Do you know Sam Walton got arrested in Mexico? You ever hear that story? No. So, dude, Sam Walton got him. I just heard this. I just read this recently. I can't remember where I read it or saw it. But he got arrested in Mexico. So this dude's worth, like, billions of dollars. Like, he's the rich Sam Walton, not the farmer Sam Walton from the beginning. Like, the fucking billionaire Sam Walton. He's in Mexico. And they call his people, and they're like, hey, we got Sam Walton. He's in fucking Mexico jail. And they're like, what? So they fly down there to get him. And they're like, what the fuck? Why Don't you know who this is? And he's like, no. We arrested him for crawling around the grocery store. And they're like, he was crawling around the Mexican grocery store on his hands and knees, and uh, and they arrested him because of the fucking. He was measuring the fucking uh, the aisles to see if he knew something that they didn't. I think Tim Grover told this story. That's interesting. On the last podcast, well, didn't Tim tell this story? No. On the last uh-uh. podcast, uh-uh. where the fuck did I hear it? I don't know. I don't know. Someone told this story recently, and like it was, they arrested him because he was measuring the. Uh, the, the the width of the aisles to see if they knew something that he didn't know at like 70 years old. That's amazing. Are you sure Tim didn't talk about this? No, I'm I don't a, think I'm so. I listened positive. to it twice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, I think Tim, I think Tim posted this or something. I, I read it from him because he was talking yeah. about what a true cleaner was. Okay. And um, it's just interesting. Like the people, no matter how wealthy they become, they're still doing the little things to be competitive. And they're still like, dude, learning. When you, when you were, when you were starting your business, Cause I, I mean, obviously I fucking know you like you, you're not a, like, you've never been a guy about money. Like you've never been somebody who's been like about the money. I, I think one of the dreams is money. Everybody thinks they want this big pile of money. But I mean, you've always and, been the regular guy mm-hmm. from like, you know, South County, normal house, uh, you know, normal house, normal car, you know what, you know, that's not the way it is these days. That's people see the prizes and they see the fucking car. Like, dude, they see like my shit and they're like, oh, I want that. So I get in business. But like, you were never like that. I, I was like it. But, but the thing is, uh, this people have to learn this and, and everybody's a little bit different. Once I learned, once I had what I really wanted, which I originally wanted uh, in, in the money world, I mean, by the time I was 28, 
I had, I had amassed at least a million dollars. I was right. worth a couple million dollars. Okay? Right. By the time I was 33 or 34, I was making a million dollars a year. Right. I was making it. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, the money becomes secondary. You, be, you you take on a responsibility. You're building a business, and and, and uh, the the rules of building a business are in those books you read and the, the things you accumulate in knowledge. And 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 uh, you you as you get older, like you know, I'm really old, Vaughn. You know, now I'm right, exactly. seventy, an old son of a bitch. You know, <laughs> Vaughn. <laughs> No hair, Vaughn. That, that, yeah. I, I'm I see that. As a, I know. I, I see that as I'm a distinction. As you. Though, yeah, you know, distinction. You're a distinguished gentleman. He's sitting right next to me, and I'm going to pop him. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, uh, you, 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 as you go along, and and uh, Andy, I call him Andrew, and the family's all known as Andrew, so I'll call him Andrew. Anybody that's named <clears throat> Andy is like that, by the way. Like every single person yeah. that has the name Andy. They're called Andy by their friends. They're called Andrew by their family. I'm Ty by my family and Tyler by my friends. People call you Ty? Yeah, my whole family. They, really? call, they yeah. call you a lot of things, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Read between the lines, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Now they're, now they're flipping each other off. <laughs> so, um. so, seriously, though, like, you know, you're looking up to, like, how did you find out about these guys? Like, Ray Kroc or, like, would you read, read about them and, like, what, like, they didn't no, have I, newspapers I, back then? Yeah, they had them, but I, it's uh, stone tablets. They didn't have the internet. Fucking stone tablets back then. No, they didn't have the internet. The only place you could really get information was either going to a seminar, which was advertised, or or advertised on the radio. There was radio and TV and newspaper. There wasn't the the, the advertising yeah. is completely. Dude, a lot different of the today. people listening that, to this podcast never experienced life before the internet. Uh, like, and, it, and to me, that's like so funny. Like, it's hard to like comprehend if you think about it from their point of view. They live their whole life with the internet, information at their fingertips. If they need to know something, they go to fucking Google, you know, what, anything. Right you remember away. when it first came out, like the people who were on the internet were fucking nerds because they were either on like dude. Uh, AIM, like Messenger. And dude, like, <laughs> I was on that. I was on AOL. Dude, we were all on AOL. We, that's mm -hmm. how we got on the I, internet. I still am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, you're the actually, only person left with a fucking AOL email. Yeah, because they actually <laughs> just shut it down, yeah, you, I think. You can't get rid of it because all my financial stuff's on AOL. In fact, somebody tried to cop my AOL account last week. Really? Oh, yeah. What well, they want to know? Why, the, uh, why does this motherfucker still have an AOL how to, account? How to chisel news on a fucking stone tablet? No, the guy... <laughs> how to drive a Flintstone mobile? No. What was the other thing called? <laughs> what was the other thing? It wasn't AOL. It was CompuServe or... Oh, dude. There was Hotmail. Yeah. Well, Hotmail's oh. a little bit later. Yeah. I made a lot of money on AOL. I made a lot of money. Yeah. You fucking lost a lot of money, too. Before I lost it <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I, made I lost lot, it, too. Because oh, you were like, man. here, put your... Put your graduation money into that fucking AOL, and dude. I made like, dude, I made like sixty grand in like fucking literally like a month. I had took two grand, made it in like sixty grand. I went on spring break. I got fucking wasted every day. I came back, fucking gone, all of it. Like there was like three cents in the fucking account, except for, except for that was only he had like fucking lots of money in it. So I, I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by. I, I would like you know with the internet. I mean, that's a resource everybody has now, and I know Andy, you're always saying that that can actually be a liability. Um, to, to have resources and it you know when you don't it forces you to get innovative so i'd be interested jim to hear what you have to say about like all of the different tools that people have today what's the advantage that you had in not having those tools uh, it, it was really much simpler but that's only because i'm here today and not back then back then when you looked at it, it was very complicated and because you only had three places you could go 
two of them were very, very expensive. Uh, the radio back then, if just like now, if I guess you go to a place where it advertises, and I don't know how much it costs to advertise on Facebook and and and, and those medias, but if you if you went to radio, it was uh, back then. Camo X is in St. Louis. This is going all over the place, but they were the big dog. It was six hundred dollars for a thirty second ad. Mm-hmm. Probably today it's twelve hundred dollars. I, I don't know. Uh, and if you went to WIL, which you advertise on here too, it was like thirty dollars for a hundred spots back then. Fuck, dude! But when we started it advertising, it was four hundred dollars per fucking spot. Yeah, I mean it was it was and and we. Uh, we we had like a five hundred thousand dollar budget back then, and and it just got distributed around between those the newspaper, uh, yeah, the radio, and we did TV ads, and and uh, they they all got response just like you do right now. You 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 place a a Facebook ad and. and you get 50 orders, and five minutes later, we'd place an ad on uh, WIL, and everybody come in in a cowboy hat. No, uh, I remember WIL's that. Like, Country Western. Dude, we, we've, we've been <clears> successful. They come in in a cowboy hat and buying, buying all of our products. No, I mean, we've, it was a we've been successful in both those worlds. I mean, there was a time six, seven years ago, if we ran a fucking ad, we would see people walk in the door literally 10, 20 minutes later, they fucking walk in. Like, oh, yeah. Like, that's how it worked. But now you run a fucking ad on the radio, nobody gives a shit. Like, they're they're either listening to XM or Sirius, or they're they're listening to podcasts. There's too many other medias for those medias to be effective and also charge what the fuck they charge. Like, dude, radio stations and TV stations, their strategy right now is to raise prices to make up for all the customers that are leaving. It's a losing battle, and and none of them know how to internet market either. Like, they're like, oh well, we'll come join our internet team and internet market. Motherfuckers, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Just know that. So when these people call on you and they come to you and they say, oh, radio is amazing. It still works. Bullshit. It doesn't fucking work. Second of all, the other thing is, is when they come to you and say, oh, well, join our internet team. Fuck that too. Go find a motherfucker or learn it yourself because you will not get somebody at that for, for the right price to do it for you the right way. It just doesn't exist. It's the biggest challenge I hear from right now from business owners. How do you market? How do you advertise? How do you get people to know about you? Well, I'm going to tell you how you don't. Don't spend your fucking $400 or $700 per 60-second radio spot because nobody's fucking listening. And also, don't give them the same money that to go out and run it on their webpage because that shit don't work either. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're in crisis mode right now. The, the, the people in my... I was in the electrical construction supply business, and we sold hard goods. It's, it's a little bit different in, in what the products are, which you sell, Andrew, but... Uh, the, the principle is still the same. You're selling products to a, a person, and and I, I relate to those people. I, I see them, not all the time, but I see them. They have no idea. They are in crisis. They have no idea how to advertise. They know they have dude. That's none, the best advice zero ever. Zero idea how to even function. They're, no. they're just getting eaten alive, dude, by Amazon and by other people yeah. because they're they, they even though they're big little companies, fifty million dollar companies and seventy million dollar companies. Um, well, and that's what they tell you too. They say, well, we didn't get to be a billion dollar company organization because we didn't know what we're doing. No, you got to be a billion dollar organization because you sold people who didn't know what the fuck they were doing shit that didn't work. Old guy Vaughn. Yeah. Here's, here's the old guy's advice. Those people that run those companies, the presidents, the sharks, owners, dude. they don't know. They don't know and they don't fucking care. I, I see yeah. here. They from, don't care. 
I oh, see here. Bottom line thinkers. They'll take their fucking money. They take yeah. money and don't give a fuck about providing yeah, I mean, value. I, I see here what, what they do with Facebook and all the other social media stuff. And I think, boy, if I, if I knew that and I was still in business, but I, I wouldn't know that because I was in business. I'd be like them. I'd be like an ostrich with my head in the ground. You don't know. Dude, you don't I'm know how to do right it. Now. They have no idea how I to do no it. I have no fucking love lost for radio salespeople or TV salespeople. Oh, shit. Okay? They'll roll into your business. They'll tell you all this shit about how they're going to make you money. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just came from, like, the dude selling you just came from, like, selling fucking mops, okay, or some other bullshit. They don't know anything about business. They stick them in a fucking one-week training course and then send them in to consult you about how to make money. Fuck those people, okay? I'm going to tell you right now. Those motherfuckers, back when I didn't have any money, back when I didn't have any money, this is what they would do. They would call me and they would say this shit. Well... Uh, you know, we got the schedule for you, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, hey, man, you know, that's that's like, you know, I can't really afford that. And this is back when I didn't have the money, all right? And I'm scared shitless about my business. You know what the response to that would be? Well, your competitor's getting ready to run that same schedule, and if he gets it before you, then you won't be able to fucking get it. Like, they would fucking start telling you that, like, you're... First of all, if you're a salesperson and you do that, you're a piece of shit, okay? Second of all, that's fucking wrong morally to do to somebody because... Really, it shouldn't matter what your competitors are doing. And for a, for a company to tell you what their competitor's doing, guess what? They're going to tell the competitor what you're fucking doing. Dude, radio people can kiss my fucking ass. That's the truth. Yeah. I'd fucking, I, I wouldn't piss on them if they were on fucking fire. The, the, uh, I wasn't part of They're predators, dude. They're pre- straight predators. Like, they will straight... Dude, business... A lot of people listening to this right now, like, you guys are laughing because I'm so pissed. I, I you know funny. why I'm pissed? Because I've dealt with this shit and I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars with people that are full of fucking shit. Okay. I've, had, I've been burned by these people. Okay. I've had these people come in and have a quote unquote strategy meeting with me and then take the shit that I tell them and go right down to the competitors and tell them what the fuck I'm doing. All right. Crazy. Dude, radio deserves what they're about to fucking get. Period. They can fucking go take a fucking shit. I, I hate them. I hate them. Do we still run radio ads? Yeah, we do. But the minute that I don't have to at all, I'm not. That's the truth. Why do I still run radio ads? Because I buy so much that fucking our competitors can't afford to fucking buy any because I have the money to spend. I don't need them anymore. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, dude, I can't fucking stand it. Yeah. So, Jim, this is a, I would call this out. But, but, but you get, why yeah, is this, no, impor- I get why is this it, important? I, it's important because you're talking about when you're in business, you can't screw people over. You have to provide value. Yeah, and because but you know if why you don't, it's going to come back. It is always going to come back. You know yeah. why else it's important? Because there's thousands of fucking entrepreneurs right now that own brick and mortar business that are considering spending money with fucking radio ads. And the radio people are telling them, oh, the reason your business sucks because you're not running radio ads. Right. Bullshit. Right. right. Dude, the reason your business sucks because you haven't learned how to online market properly yet. Go fucking learn that shit. Right. So this is a both and podcast, business and success. And obviously we're going to talk about business here, but I want to know your, who's older? Is it, first of all, is it, is it Andrew or is it Sal? I don't even know who's older. Uh, Andrew's a year and a half older, 18, 15 months, 18 months, 20 months, 20 months older. Okay. So your younger son was a top salesman. Or what was it? Was it Dow? Ethicon. Ethicon. Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. He, he made about a half a million dollars, right? Three, yeah, three years in a row. Right. So then, and then Andy has built a multi-million dollar business. Okay. So you did something raising them that laid the foundation for that. And and listen, because I I don't want people to misunderstand. Because I've talked to Andy a lot about this. 
you know, people will say, well, okay, but you had this successful dad who made millions, That's, so he probably bankrolled It's got nothing you, to do with right? anger or sales so, success. So talk about that, because oh, I want to know- I like, get that all the time. Yeah. Just no, like, no, wait, no, their people success. all the time, they say this. People say this all the time. You don't fucking know this because you don't know the internet. Dude, people say this shit all the time. They say, they say, oh- well, your dad owned Metro Electric and Metro Lighting. He fucking financed your whole business, and that's the reason you're successful. You didn't fucking give me anything. And people fucking think that you fucking bankrolled my shit. It makes you want to step on their fucking faces. Yeah, all right. After that, I'll follow it up with okay. what actually is, and this is what I believe, and it's, it's, it's here right now. People that do things are the ones that do it. I didn't do anything at First Farm. I do absolutely nothing here. In fact... When Andrew, I, I, I'm on I'm on a salary. I don't now. know. I, you I, distract I, us pretty well. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm in personal relations, human rela- I'm an HR man. Right. But uh, a- Andrew hired me, and I said, uh, "What are my duties?" He says, "Go fucking home. You ain't got nothing to do." Oh, I said. Yeah, yeah, it is. I said I got lots of light bulbs that need to be changed. It's the same shit you used to make me do at your fucking place. Right. Sweep so, the floor. Fucking. Stock the shelves. His memory's bad. But. No, that's not. I had to work out <laughs> in the fucking warehouse. You know, I had all the solutions to make him a billion dollar business when I was nine years old. The motherfucker sticks me in a warehouse. <laughs> you know. So talk about that though. Talk no, about. You, well, look. You did instill certain. No, no, it's funny though because <laughs> I, I actually, let, you actually do the same shit that I used to do for you. Let me, let me, let me, let me young. address Andrew's uh, talk right there. Uh, he's he's absolutely right. People come to me all the time and they think I did something with this business. And I told him I didn't do anything. I did absolutely nothing except bring my kids up right. And I taught them the right values. And, and I'll get, get into that in a minute. I, I did the, the difference, which we, we have another person in this room before and it, it, right now. And is, uh, and I told Tony this yesterday, people that do things are, are the ones that get it done. And that's what Andrew does. And that's what Sal did. If you don't do it, that's it. The world's real simple to, to, to get things done. Of course, well, you have to have a plan. You have to know how yeah, to do it. And Don't you think that's like the number one thing? Like people are like, what's the secret? The secret is to fucking do it. Do it. Like yeah, yeah. there's millions of people that talk about it. We just did a, a phone call with one of the people who won up mm-hmm. from the 100 to zero two-minute drill. They won a Skype. And we just did a phone call. One of the guys was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like he kept saying, I'm going to do it. I'm, gonna do it. I'm like, motherfucker, just go do it right now. Go do it. It, it really is a secret, you know, and you got, you got to shut your mouth and move your arms and legs. That's it. You got to shut your fucking mouth and just move your arms and legs and get going. Even if the plan's bad. Yeah. But why do if, you think it is dad that most people like the first time, like how many times in your business and, and like, seriously, how many times did you sit in your office and come up with a plan and it, it went the way that you planned it to go? Never. Okay. So why is it that everybody nowadays the first time something comes up that's not the way they want, they quit. Well, I, I, you know, you know, you know my three rules. I'll just repeat them again. Yeah. I, it, there, there's there's three rules, and it kind of can move them around a little bit. But one, you make a plan or you make a list. Two, you work the plan or you make you work the list. Three, you do it. Yeah. And and and, and the fourth one, which is really isn't the fourth one, is when is now. You don't do them later. You make a list, what list? A qualified list. You make a plan, a qualified plan. If the plan don't, don't go well, you remake the plan, you do it over and over again. And then the, the, the last one, those three rules, I don't care if you read Joe Girard or I don't care who you listen to. If you don't follow those 
three rules in your personal life, in your business life, in your social life. If you, if, if you don't have that somewhere stuck in your brain, you're not going to do anything. You're going to procrastinate. You're going to put it off. You're going to, oh, I can't do that today. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I'll do it that. But even if you make a decision to do it next week, that is a decision to do it now. I mean, you know what I mean? You can, you can do that. But that's most people. You got to follow through with that. Yeah, you got to follow yeah. through. Most people don't do it. Uh, well, there's a lot of people that say, I'm going to do it next week. But then they have, they have no discipline to, to follow through. They, at the time they say it, they mean it. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm starting this diet on Monday. It's Friday night. I'm yeah. starting to diet on Monday, right? And I mean it this time. How many of you guys have said that? All of you. All of you have said it. The difference between people who stay doing that and get fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter, like I did, is that when the time came to do it, guess what? I didn't feel like doing it. And I didn't have cultivate, I hadn't cultivated the discipline to do it in spite of not feeling like doing it. Uh, going back to your question. Yes. Uh, Andrew and Sal were brought up in a captive audience. I, I really did do exactly what Andrew talks about every single day in his podcast and, and the, 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 the programs he's doing, the, the, you guys are doing right now. The, the academy. Yeah, the academy. I, I did those day in and day out. Did I do them, do them the way every one of those guys said I did them? No. But when you say you did them, you mean you executed? I executed yes. them. I read them and I said, "Boy, this is a good way to do so it." So I did it. So I I did it, and and uh, those the things that are written down are really 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 simple. Uh, like Joe Girard, what was talking before, he he was a great inspiration for me, and he's probably going to sell all his books again. And you people that probably out there don't even know who he is. He was back in the time the world's greatest car salesman. He sold I don't know fifteen thousand cars, or he sold a thousand cars a month. And how did he do it? How did he do it? How, do you know how he did it? I don't. Y- yes, you do. I-, I already gave you the answer. How did he do it? You, you provide value. He, oh, you oh uh, you make a list? Call the list. the list? Call the list? Yeah. He, just he, go through he it. Just, he just called the, the list. He called it over and over and over. He worked, worked 10 times harder yeah. than, than anybody else in the car industry. He had a little system he used. He had a card system. They didn't have computers. And he, he, he did things. He sent flowers, and he, he, added, he added value to people that they liked him, you know, and, and he had little tricks he used, uh, salesman's tricks. But the biggest thing he did is he did his job. And a uh, guy like uh, Ray Kroc at McDonald's the same way, and uh, Sam Walton. Uh, those two, Sam Walton and Ray Kroc are probably the two greatest uh, – People in this country that started big companies, Walmart's a billion, a trillion dollar company, McDonald's is a six hundred billion dollar company, and they started with nothing, nothing, just just like you guys did, absolutely nothing, zero. So so that's a that's a very practical thing that you taught Andy and Sal. Here's fill in the blank. Okay, complete this sentence. My. Uh, the one thing that I taught my boys more than anything else that is owing to their success is... I know the answer. I, I, I know the answer, too. Competitive spirit. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. You used to always say it. It's, yes, that's the answer. But the answer, the way he said it was this. Be aggressive. And he would just be like that. So it was always be aggressive. Like, and he would tell the story. What I, want you, what I want you to do is I want you to go in the corner. I want you to get the fucking puck out, okay? Dad, it's not a puck. We're playing soccer. I don't <laughs> give a shit, okay? You got to be aggressive. And like, but that went for everything. It went for 
it went for every sporting event. It went for, you know, if we had to do something that was out of our realm of of uh, comfort, it would be, you know, hey, look, you know, not everybody's going to be great at something when the first time they start. Just go out there and be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always be aggressive. You know, I mean. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. And that, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I was going to define it. I mean, we know you're old. You can't fall asleep in between. This. You got to stay <laughs> No, away. I was thinking about <laughs> what I was actually thinking. I was daydreaming. Take a fucking nap during a podcast. No, no. Day. <clears throat> uh, I was thinking about Andrew and Sal going in the corner and getting the puck, man. Yeah. The other people would just clear out like chickens with the fox coming in. They'd just get the hell out of the way because they knew they were going to get run over. We were and, both faster and bigger than everybody. Yeah. Just and, always and, uh, the way. No, but the, the, that that competitiveness never lose, never lose, never lose one second, not one second. You're always on the field playing, and you know if you were in the Marines and you were you're fighting a war and the other guy's shooting at you, what are you going to do? Sit down and sit in the foxhole and go eat your lunch? No, you're going to keep your ass down, or you're going to be start shooting bullets so, all the whole time. You're going to be shooting at that other son of a bitch, so he don't shoot you. And that's what business is every day, every day, every day, every day is shooting like a Marine in a war, and you're in war every day. It don't mean, you know, you have to kill people. It just means that you're going to kill them on the field. This business is a field of battle. You got all those other people wanting to take your shit away. Yeah, they do. And they will if you let them. So, so you've observed this, though. Like, you, you've seen this. You know, when we were growing up, that was, you know, all the kids that were good at shit all got taught kind of the same shit that you're talking about, right? But now, none of the kids are taught that shit. They're taught that, you know, be nice to your competition and, you know, everybody wins. And if you if you're a nice guy and you, you, you know, you show up, you're going to become, you know, a winner. Like, where, where did this fucking shit come from? I think I know where I think it came from. But you where do you think it came from? Well, let, let me let me say something. Being aggressive and going in the corner isn't being a jerk. No, no, no. That's no, getting no, no. Off the Sometimes field. being aggressive, like <clears throat> we talked about. That's the not, last... It's got nothing to do with being no, mean and evil. We talked about this. You haven't heard it yet, but the last podcast, and you guys listening probably heard it with Tim Grover, we talked about this. Like, being aggressive with, like, leadership qualities, okay, correcting people, holding them accountable, and being aggressive with holding them accountable is actually a lot more friendly than letting them slide because you're doing them a service to help them get better versus letting them go by the wayside and become a piece of shit. So a lot of times being aggressive is actually – becoming a, a, a great friend or helpful to the people around you. But, so, like, people, people do have a connotation of negativity when it comes to being aggressive or being competitive. There's, like, a negative, you know, vibe to that feeling to some people. I, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, uh, Vaughn, with, with Andrew and Sal, either one of them, that's interchangeable here on, on, on the ability to – Never give up and never quit. That that's that came from me, or I don't I don't know. I taught you. I don't know. What do you remember about being a never quit? Never. I guarantee you, he'll never quit. He'll, he'll take a bullet. Sal take a bullet. If they when it, when they used to fight, it was holy shit. Andrew was always a little bigger than Sal, so Sal got the shit beat out of him. So Sal learned to run faster. <laughs> that's that is what, that is, That's no bullshit. That's why Sal's faster than me. It's uh, honest to God. Sal, truth. If you if Sal and I race to this day, he will be about two <laughs> steps ahead of me. But when it came to the slugging when they were little, and we didn't have a fist fight every day. That, that's Survival not what it was instinct. about. I, Tyler, I swear to God, that's, that's the truth. I, Sal, I no. used to be able to catch Sal. There was a time when I was faster than Sal, and then Sal became faster. <clears throat> and he's, he's literally just enough faster than me oh, where yeah. I can't fucking catch him. <laughs> like, if we ran a race, 
it would be just out of my hand's reach. And that's why. Be looking back. Because it happened, <laughs> a, it happened a thousand times. Wow. But um, that... I, I never lost... I, I tell this story, and it's, it's an old story. I tell it to all new people that meet me, but it's a true story, and it's, it is. It's, it's 100% true. And this is for all you people out there. Where, where does the competitive spirit come from? I don't know. Maybe my dad taught me. I don't, I don't know that. But I never lost a sale in my life. Not one. I sold a billion dollars worth of stuff in my life, okay, over the course of my lifetime. More than that. Okay. Probably, probably a couple okay. I, I was, yeah. okay. Just saying it. I did. All right. Big fucking deal. But I didn't make every sale, but I sure as shit didn't lose it i never left a stone unturned i never i it, i hated when that person said no and i would make that person say yes eventually and 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 that that spirit is right here i, I see it here with with andrew and i see it with sal and and i, I yeah but when did that become like uncool uh, not to me i know but you <laughs> listen you observed you helped raise grace uh your girlfriend's daughter's or girlfriend's sister daughter You've been around these kids, like you've been around the shit. Why is it not cool anymore? Yeah, why? Why has that? Like you, you've got, you've heard of the helicopter fa- parents who are like, you know, hovering over the kids, waiting to help them with everything. Well, now there's a new thing called lawnmower parents, and that's they just roll over anything that would cause the kids any problem. So where does that come from? And because I, I mean, we all, we all agree that's destroying. What made America great, dude? It's I could see where it comes the culture. from. I could see where it comes from. I could see it come from, from you know, the overprotective one parent, and like I understand where they're coming from, and like where they where they think like, oh, I'm gonna make everything easy for my kid and teach them that they're special, so they believe in themselves, and blah 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 blah. I see where people think that. I, I get why they think that, but what I can't understand is why millions of fucking people think that. Like, yeah, how the fuck either. did that idea spread as a good idea? I don't. I don't either. Now. Now, obviously, it's Christmas time. Here's a, here's a perfect example of the, like how our whole American mindset has changed. Well, you answer in just a second. But so, so my wife and I, you know, it's Christmas, so we watched an old movie called The Bells of Saint Mary's with uh, with Bing Crosby. And there's a kid in the in the movie who who gets um and Bing Bing Crosby plays a priest, and he's like the head of this boys' school or whatever. But anyway, he uh, he. There's a kid in the in the movie who's getting who's getting bullied, right? Right. I knew I was waiting for that, but there's a there's a kid in the movie who's getting bullied, and in the movie, and this movie came out in like the 30s or the 40s. In the movie, the solution is the priest teaches him to box. So when the movie when the bully comes back, he beats the crap out of the bully. Yeah. Like, and nowadays when we deal with bullying, and I I know it's a complex issue, but you know you got all these celebrities tweeting like words of support dude but the but, shit but, never fix it vaughn right like, that's what i'm saying like you have there. to like and you, i mean you, i we could yeah. talk about idealists we could say oh you know what vaughn it would be great if there was no fucking bullies it would also be great if everybody made millions of dollars you know what would also be great is everybody lived a long and fruitful life you know what would also be great is everybody was happy but you know what none of that shit is the truth right and when we sit there and try to pretend like we're going to solve a problem by hashtagging or so showing support or this and that, and that's going to solve the problem. We're kidding ourselves. That kid that I talked about, that Keaton kid. Yeah. He's getting bullied. He's getting his ass beat. People are pouring milk on him. People are making fun of him. And he's on the internet upset about it. 
That's terrible. I agree. It's horrible. It's not right. But saying it's not right is not enough. We have to teach those kids that that is the normal shit in this world. There is always going to be pieces of shit that are going to bully people. There is always going to be competition. There was always going to be adversity. And by pretending like we can fucking fix it with a fucking hashtag, we are doing the whole entire generation that depends on us to teach them the right shit a disservice. And it's not right. It's not right. I get so fucking sick and tired of these bullshit idealists out there teaching our kids that they're going to win and that they are special and that they they get to believe in themselves and have self-esteem when they never did a fucking thing in their lives. It's not right. That kid's going to go out in the world with this fucking self-esteem. Oh, you know what? I'm really fucking special and I deserve that. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to get punched in the fucking face. He's going to be broke. He's going to get fired. He's going to lose 10 jobs in a row. And you know what ends up happening? The motherfucker goes and shoots up a school. Okay? Or some crazy shit. Right. Because the whole world lied to him. The whole world lied to him. They told him that things were going to be easy and that they were special and that they deserved this and that and this. The reality is, is we don't deserve a fucking thing. Everything is earned, including our own belief in ourselves, our own self-esteem, our own confidence, our health, our financial wealth. All of it's earned. None of it is given and none of it is deserved. And the fact that this shit is being taught out there should piss every single one of you off. That's why we do this fucking podcast in a nutshell, in a fucking one minute clip. That's why we fucking do this. Right. You know, when you raise kids, dad, and, and you, you did it the right way. You told us the truth from the time we were fucking five years old. Dude, you know what our first fucking present was as a fucking kids? You remember what it was? Fucking boxing gloves. And you know what he did? He made a fucking two and a three-year-old beat the shit out of each other. And that's no bullshit. I'm going to get arrested. Yeah, you know what? You probably would have got arrested for raising us the way you did. When we did wrong, you beat the shit out of us. When we fucking, when we did shit that whoa, was whoa, wrong. Whoa, 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 I pulled your hair. I didn't no, no, beat no, no, the no, shit no. out of you. No, 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 no. You beat our ass with a piece of fucking wire out of your fucking warehouse. Okay, and I'm not talking about a piece of wire like an extension cord. I'm talking about a piece of wire that doesn't fucking bend. That was that was another guy. No, that was you. <laughs> but you know what? I fucking deserved it, and so did Sal. And both of us are thankful for that shit. It was probably only one time. All you people out there, first of all. Who cares what they fucking think? I don't fucking care. <laughs> the point is, is that you had discipline. No shit. Right. And like, dude, I deserved it. Like, dude, when I got spanked and I got my fucking ass kicked and fucking hair pulled or whatever, dude. I fucking deserved it. And you know what? Guess what? I didn't fucking do it again. I didn't keep doing this shit over and over again. And you know what? I learned respect. And I went out in the world, and I learned that you had to work hard, and that there were consequences to my actions. And we don't have that anymore. We have a bunch of fucking pussies out there raising another generation of going to be pussies, and it's going to be a bunch of people that think the government should pay every fucking bill that they have, that they don't have to work, they don't have to earn anything, and everybody should feel great about themselves for being a piece of shit. And that's not reality. Right. That's not reality. Okay? Reality is this. Nobody gives a fuck about you. The real world doesn't care about you. Your boss doesn't fucking care about you. The fucking people you think care about you don't give a fuck about you. Swallow that pill. You could die today, and a week from now, all the motherfuckers that say they care about you are going to be happy. Again. Get it? I could die today, and all of you motherfuckers are going to be sad for a couple days, right? Oh, no more fucking podcasts from Andy. You know what? He was a great guy. You know what? I loved Andy because he told it the way he was. A week from now, 
You motherfuckers are going to be back in your routines. You're going to be back to living the way you were. And you know what? That's what I would want you to do. But that's the truth. Nobody is that special. Our existence doesn't mean that much. What you have to do is take responsibility for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation to leave a fucking legacy of actual good humans. And you don't do that by telling people they're fucking special when they're not. Just the way it is. What? You sleeping again? No, I'm, 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 he's waiting for me to answer his question. No, I want to hear. No, I you didn't answer the question. I asked you the question seven fucking times, and then you turned to Vaughn and said, I can answer it, but I can't say it on the podcast. What the fuck do you think this is? <laughs> you can say it on the podcast. Why are people like that? Well, because our school system and, and our parenting has been hijacked by uh, a political movement. Okay. And yeah. those the political movements. All right, well, let's say liberal fucktards. Yeah, I don't... I, okay. I, if you're a liberal fucktard, you probably shouldn't listen to this fucking podcast. Well, that's that's. Or it. you probably shouldn't actually think about what we're saying. It, it's been hijacked, and I don't think every single person is is a is a libtard. Is that what you call them? I don't know. Okay, a libtard, dude. I actually <laughs> have a lot of liberal v- viewpoints. Like I, I have, I'm socially liberal and fiscally conservative. But what I don't agree with is the mentality that a few percentage. That definitely comes from, because I'm going to get people to say, oh, I'm fucking liberal, blah, blah, blah. Oh, good, good. Be liberal. I don't care. You know what? I don't give a fuck about social viewpoints. I care about fucking money, all right? So I'm conservative when it comes to money. Social thing, go fuck your goat. I don't give a shit, all right? But here's the deal. What I do care about is you guys taking that extreme view that everybody's a special little fucking thing and turning it into an actual movement that affects the next generation in a way to where they can't fucking survive. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Well, here's a good thing. You've been taught correctly, and, and those people won't survive. And you have, with the employees you have here and the people that work here. Dude, I don't have one motherfucker that works here that thinks that way. I know. They're all picked. They're handpicked from your experiences, and, and the people that are here. Dude, I've had people are, quit. I've had people quit. I've had people quit our company. No bullshit. Quit. Because I fucking criticized them. Because I told them they were doing something wrong. They fucking quit. I tell you, you're doing a bad job. Do you understand that I'm trying to help you earn a fucking living? I'm trying to correct you so that you will become better and make more fucking money in your lifetime. And you quit. Like, dude, what the fuck are we doing? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? That's not right. Uh, absolutely, and it's because from the moment they're little, a, a generation. I mean, of dude, parents, you have kids. You have young kids yeah. right now. What's it like? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to to raise my daughters, and I mean, it. You know, some people would think it's different for daughters, but for me, it's not. I mean, I'm gentle with my daughters, but I also hold them to account their discipline. Um, you know, and I I I mean, I don't know if it's me, but my daughters are already at four. They're but what very, if you very, take your kids, your kids, and you put them in a fucking school, right? Right. With a teacher who's teaching them this bullshit. What do you do? Oh, because I think a lot of people, a yeah. lot of people ask well, me. That. A lot of people are. I'm, I'm not against people, public on, education. A lot of people ask me that. They fucking DM me and they say, "Andy, I love what you're doing. I love the books you guys are writing. I love everything that you're putting out. I'm trying to teach my kids that, but every time I send them to school, they get taught this other bullshit. What do you do? Well, some people pull their kids out of public school. Yeah, but not everybody can afford to do that. I know. So what do you do? Well, one thing I will say is, and I learned this being a youth pastor for many years, is that as messed up as the public schools or or any school uh, can be. If you have a place in your in your kid's life, you are going to be the primary influencer. 
as as bad as the schools may be, you're still going to be the primary influencer. And if you have a relationship with that with with your kid and you're instilling them good values, so you're in, saying, wait. So what you're saying is, be an actual fucking yeah, active parent. Be, be active. Like, don't be. Yeah, don't just. And that's and that's part of the problem is that you have people that they're. Here's what we here's what we have. We have a generation of parents who says. Now, it's kind of extremes, to be honest with you. On one extreme, you have people who say, well, it's the public school system's job to raise my kids, and I'm going to just bow to whatever expertise they have. But then you have, the, then you have the extreme opposite, where when there are good people at the public school who are trying to discipline your kids because they did something wrong, then you they make excuses. Yeah, yes. they get in trouble. So it's, it's finding that Fuck fine, dude, my fine balance. Are, my teachers I had wouldn't even be able to have a fucking job now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most of the teachers that you had aren't in the system anymore. They all they couldn't quit. be. Yeah, they quit. We, I actually, I mean, I don't think anybody anywhere in America does this anymore. But when I was in seventh and eighth grade at Liberty Middle School in Hutchinson, Kansas, our our and he used it. Our principal had a paddle, dude. Like we actually had dude, a paddle. Well, listen, I had a fucking teacher in high school, and you remember Tim Klepper, Mister Klepper. Oh yeah. All right, he's he passed away. All right, he's he. But I fuck. First of all, I had I was terrible at math. Okay. I hated him. I'm telling you right now, like if I could have burned his fucking house down, I would have. Cause, cause I struggled, dude. I couldn't fucking pat. I could never. Gr- you remember how hard I struggled with math? I was not good at math. And this motherfucker was such a dick. Like he's such an asshole. He used to make me stay. And this is what I was thinking at the time. I still kind of think it. But like, dude, he'd make me stay after. Like, and he would always say this. Like, and anybody who's listening from Viani High School, they know what see me after class means. Okay. Like, dude, you're, you're going to have to fucking do some crazy-ass shit, and you're going to have to have it done for it by tomorrow. And that's the way he was. He was just very fucking tough on me. Dude, one time in class, and by the way, I am super. he was probably the best teacher I ever had, looking back. I had him three years in a row. I fucking, at the, by, the time I, by the time I graduated high school, I fucking loved him. Because you know why? Because he didn't let me slide on shit. He fucking he called it out for when I fucking fucked up or when I was being lazy. Dude, I learned a lot from the guy. But I can remember one time, man, this kid in our fucking class was smarting off to him. And, dude, he took a fucking box of chalk, like a whole fucking box, and fucking threw it at the kid's head as hard as he could. The box missed the kid's head. He went over and grabbed the kid by his fucking collar and threw him on the fucking ground and told him to get the fuck out of his room. And, dude, everybody in the room was like, we were like dead quiet. Like, holy shit, dude, Mr. Klepper's going to fucking kill this kid. But it was awesome. And you know what? Nobody fucked off in his class ever again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know what? Neither did that kid. That, and that kid deserved it. But now if the kid fucking teacher does that, it'd be on fucking CNN. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'd be on, it would seriously be on fucking CNN if a teacher did that now. Yeah. Like, that's sad. Well, and it's, it's tough. Because, so here we're telling these yeah. people to do a fucking job. Like, hey, help us raise our fucking kids. But yeah, if they actually fucking do what the fuck they're supposed to do, they get fired. Right. And they get fired so hard and it's such a big deal, they never get a job again. It ain't right, man. Like, yeah. dude, we're letting fucking we're letting these imp, these these fucking small percentage of society completely fuck the next generation. One hundred percent. And I would even say, and I'm 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 with you. I've got I've got a lot of liberal friends, and uh, I would say it's even beyond liberalism. It's not. It's, not, it's, it's, you it's know, the say, political. I, rec- reg- I regret saying the liberal thing earlier because it really isn't. It's not. I don't even think it's a liberal thing. It's just. It seems to be that the people who do that have liberal viewpoints agreed i don't think it's actual like dude like for real like i i agree with no i agree 
I mean, what do you think? Well, I think it's I think it's a subset of liberalism, kind of like like fascism is a subset of yeah. conservatism. I mean, it's 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 the extreme. Well, I feel bad when I pick a side because I don't believe in that. Like, right? No, like, no, no, I get I, it. Because like I don't, I, believe, I don't think I think like, people conserv- most like people, a lot of the shit conservatives say is fucking ridiculous. No, too. agreed, I agree, agreed. I listen, man. I I, I don't want to define what a liberal is or isn't, but I it I do seem- know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I mean what we're talking about, and and but I mean, I think we I think you're. Defining it as the wrong thing by saying it's a liberal viewpoint, right? Because there's there's people who are fucking conservatives that teach your kids the same shit. Well, and I think there's a lot of people with liberal viewpoints who don't necessarily believe in them, but they just say that they believe in them just so that they can go along with the flow of well, bro, right. that's, you know what's that's coming. Anybody. Like it, people don't actually a lot of people don't believe in shit. They just don't believe in other shit, so they pick a side. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go back to something because I don't want to lose this thought. One thing that I always did with my sons, and, and to this day, I still do. If something's wrong, I address it immediately. Oh, dude. There's no pass. Yeah. There's no pass. Not, I, 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 in my business, I never micromanaged. I delegated everything. But I would, if there's something going on down there, I would delegate through the manager and say, hey, you got to fix that. But when it came to the kids, everything was on the table. And if they did something wrong, it was addressed immediately. And the correct solution was always presented, you know, a positive solution. I corrected in positive ways, never negative. I, my, my kids were never taught negativism about anything. Hey, look, that's wrong. Here's what we do right. We're going to do this. You don't want to do that. That's, you're going to get a DWI. You go do that stuff, or you're going to get hurt, or something's going to happen. Yeah. Let, let's go do we're this. We taught the uh, truth, though. It was the truth. It wasn't yeah. some fucking candy-coated bullshit. Positive, positive, positive it was positive, reinforcement hey. and move ahead positively, you know. Uh, but you were never unrealistic in our expectations either. Like when we, like if we fucking went out when we were 18 years old and got drunk, he wasn't like, it, it was like, hey man, I did the same shit, but like here's what you don't want to do. Like he prepared us for life. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, hey, you want to get a DWI? Go ahead. You yeah, every time you never get a fucking job. You never get a job anywhere. Yeah, I remember. Right. It's worse than being a, a child times. molester. You know, yeah. you can't get a job. Right. Um, you know, it would. Uh, one, one other observation, because yeah. I want to say this while I was thinking. One of, this is a this is a fun thought. I, I come here and uh, you know there's always activity. It's a beehive. Always there's shit going on every which way, and all I see is is both of my sons doing exactly what they did when they were little kids, playing soccer, football, or baseball. They're hitting the ball. They're playing hard. They're doing all the things, even today, that that I taught them. That's what I see. I see it every day when I come in here. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're doing it. It's a different, yeah, it's, it, I get it's, it. It's, it's the analogy. Like the adult it's, version of it, right. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you people get no, it. No, like but, if we but, fucking, if we if we fuck I, up something, like, if, dude, when we were little kids, if we struck out, we got fucking pissed. Like, dude, if we, if we yeah. fuck up, like, dude, I still get pissed off. Like, I get extremely pissed off when customers, like, if they write in, like, dissatisfied. Like, we'll have, like, a fucking, we'll have, like, a 10-minute meeting about one fucking customer, and we have tens of thousands of orders that go out of well, it. That's the way it has to be addressed, I know. though. It has to be. I know. No, I'm proud of that. I'm saying that because I'm proud of it. It's, uh, like, it fucking makes me lose sleep. Dude, do you remember that time? You probably remember this. This is a funny story. Do you remember that time yeah. that fucking Dustin beat the shit out of me when we were sledding, and you got it on video? Yeah, I still have, I'm looking for it right now. I got all those videos. Dude, I'll you find guys want to, if, <clears throat> I, if you ever find that video, I'm going to put it online because it is fucking hilarious because, dude, it'll show you how competitive I am. Like, I have this cousin who's like five years older than me, <laughs> and he was always he was always like a, he was a pretty tough guy. He's still a tough we, guy. I wish Sal was in there because he was here too that, that day. Uh, I'm blind, I'm blind, I was fucking blind, blind man. You Motherfucker, snow in my eyes. Snow in my eyes. I couldn't see shit. He's like 12 years old, man. Yeah. No, I was like fucking eight. I you wasn't got, you 12. He got a little snow in he his eyes. He was 12. <laughs> 
He was 12. I was like 8. Yeah, you can't get water in your eyes. That's no, motherfucker. Hey, shit. go rub some fucking snow in your eyes and really fucking hard. Look, you can't see shit. His, his cousin Dustin was grew up with with too much discipline, and he, he used to wail it out on everybody else. Yeah. Still does today. Yeah. No, not, not, you not. go, go, go fucking. All right. When it snows next time, motherfucker, we're going to take your face and I'm going to push in the snow for 30 fucking minutes. And then you're going to tell me if you can see or not. All right. Deal. Deal. You can't fucking see. So I was blind. I thought I was fucking blind. But anyway, if that, if that video was on the Internet today, it would get a fucking 10 oh, million man. views. I, I, I found all the videos and I'm transcribing them. And uh, if that video is, it'll, it'll exists, make it, dude, that video will go fucking viral. I was like eight. He was like 12. He's twice as big as me. Dude, I'm fucking pissed. Like the most pissed off fucking little kid you've ever seen in your well, life. I mean, you're blind. I was fucking blind rage. <laughs> it was a blind rage. We played it so much, we broke the tape. That's what happened to it. And and I, I was going to have it fixed. And I, I, anyway, I didn't. When it was procrastination. You remember that time when Sal was playing college baseball and he was in shape and I was fucking fat and out of shape and then he picked a fight with me? What happened to him? Remember that? Where was it at? Remember Christmas when I rubbed his fucking head on the carpet oh, and he got a rug burn on the side of his face? You got to have Sal in here at the same time. Uh-uh. Get no. carpet in his eyes. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Is no. It just, Sal it, thought he was fucking hot shit because he was an athlete and I was fucking, I was a retired athlete. You know, I was fat, drink a beer every day. Motherfucker picked a fight with me on Christmas. You don't pick a he's fat. Still, you don't pick you a fight see, with a fat kid. If you see Sal to this day, he's still got a fucking rug burn Tyler. on his face. Did he steal your fries? No, no, Tyler. The, what, oh, what, but you will get beat up for stealing my fries yeah, I know. to this day. I if you touch my fucking fries, I will cut your fucking fingers off. If, 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 both of, <laughs> if, both of them, if both of them have a few beers, I don't do it very often because usually it ends up in like a real fight. A real fight, but uh, not a fight. fight. They, don't, they don't fight anymore. They like yell at each other. That's right. not a fight. That's normal. Right. And, uh, uh, we just stopped fighting a few years ago. Though. It wasn't that long ago. Dude, I'm telling you right now, though, like if you live in an area with a lot of fucking snow, go out <laughs> and rub your fucking face in the snow for two hours and you will fucking be blind. Especially it's, if it's yellow. We, we are not responsible, though, if you yeah. do go blind. So right. if you want to know if I was exaggerating, I wasn't. You actually will not be able to see. Right. And I can't wait for the first fucking snow here so I can rub your motherfucking face in it. Right. I want to be there, too, man. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, I, but getting back to Sal's rug burn, yeah. that was a pretty nice rug burn, wasn't it? It was fucking great. So, dude, for like two weeks, he seriously had this rug burn on his face. It's when Sal would talk shit, my dad would just go, "Hey, what happened to your face?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it was awesome. Uh, you still say that to Sal? He'll be like, "Motherfucker, kick your uh, ass!" If, if if there's a function and both of them got three or four beers in them, don't don't bring that up. So, don't bring it up. No. It's all right. I'm the world fucking champion and always will be. Or who can, I'm 10,000, and he did win one fight. Do you remember that one fight that he won when I was on the tractor? I don't think he won it. I think he hit you in the face and ran. Yeah, that is what happened. He fucking hit me, and he fucking ran, but that's, that's his claim. If he ever tells you he won one fight, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about punching me as hard as he can and running as fast as he can. Well, good thing Sal's here to That's defend really himself. Man. I'm sure it wasn't the first That's time he got That's a fucking truth. Go get him. Go get Sal. Bring him in here. <laughs> Fuck, I'll go get him. <laughs> he, he, oh, 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 shit. TV time out. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, I, what I was going to say. And, he is going to get in uh, trouble now. I, I've, we've said this on the podcast before, and I'll say it while Andy's gone tonight because I know he agrees. But I think one of the fundamental problems right now in society, parenting, everything, is we really misunderstand what is meant by love. 
We think love is coddling kids. We think love is accepting everything about a person and not saying, listen, this aspect of you sucks. It needs to change. And and that's what I that's why I'm so in favor of the whole one hundred to zero movement, because we're not we're not calling people to high standards and then saying, Well, if you screw up, you suck, you're worthless. We're saying, No, we're calling you to high standards. We're we're calling you to 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 raise your game in every conceivable way. You will screw up. You will fail. Doesn't mean you're not worth anything. It's it's when you quit. It's when you don't have any any standards. It's when you think you're entitled to anything. That's when your value's in question. And I I get people sometimes that not often, but occasionally they'll be like, Well, how do you reconcile, you know, being a pastor and being on this because you're supposed to be loving? Are, are you are you kidding me? Calling people to high standards is loving. Holding them to discipline is loving. So I, that's that's kind of what I what what I hear you saying, you know. And I know I know you guys don't talk about it too much, but I know that you've given Andy over the course of his life, you've given him attaboys. You've you've told him you're proud of him. You've told him you love him. So we're not talking about the 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 DB who who raises their kids and no, says, no, I never I never no, did that. You never did that ever. No, no. no, okay. Well, good to know. Not that way. Not that way. Maybe in maybe in different ways. But I know that you know. No, um, here I'm going to ask you. You got how many kids you have? I have two and one on the way. How old are they? Oh, whoops. Well, all right, okay, everybody, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I, did, I, didn't, I just slipped. So I didn't start this. All right. So <laughs> Sal's in here. How looking, many, looking a little how less many, manly than yesterday or no. two days ago. Oh. Did you shave? No. Have to. You have to. So you what, are you guys, what are you guys lying about? No. How many <laughs> fights did you fucking win? One. <laughs> tell him what happened. <laughs> What happened? Which fight was it? I beat his fucking ass. No, 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 no. What? I only need to win one. Wait, how many fights do we have? Four thousand. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't the fucking last one. The last one was when I rubbed your fucking face on the carpet, and you still got that rug burn on the side of your head. I would say that that was that was first of all that that's a very good reflection on your ability to analyze a situation. But how'd you get yes. that rug burn on your face? Because you acted like a little child. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> that is true. No. It's 100% no, 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 no. true. Here's what happened. Too Andrew bad you was didn't playing have a video any snow game. in your hand. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew had no, this nasty we, habit when we I say nasty habit. We were watching a movie and fucking. Greg, no, Greg Andrews. Greg Andrews threw a, a fucking bo- a boxing glove at you and it hit you in the face. And then you got up and attacked me when it was Greg. That's not what happened. And at then all. you got your you, ass beat. This is how his brain works. In fact, the situation is backwards. They were playing Madden. No, we were playing Madden. Greg threw the boxing glove, hit Andrew in the head, and Andrew flipped out like a little fucking kid and came at me. I'm playing fucking Madden right next to him. He fucking tackles Dude, me. That is not true. That is 100% true. No, that's not true. This is Andrew's brain to a team. Well, he anyway, just maps it around the, and he's like, oh. At the end of the day, what happened? The last fight I won. You didn't win that fight. I, I, that wasn't even a fight, though. That's not really. Well, how'd you get that fucking rug burn on your face? The rug burn's a fucking mythical legend. There was no. Oh, <laughs> there is oh. no. You guys, right, so we should change this podcast. Wait, I'm sure this was story time. Wait, wait, wait. So you guys should have called me. I would have told you truth time. So, so tell them, <laughs> tell them the fight that you won. I remember it. Well, you tell it your version, and I'll. Oh, I was I was on the tractor minding my own fucking business. Oh yeah, my, and you run up and smoke me in the fucking face, and then no, take no. off running like Let a little me, girl. Here, some things have not changed. Right? You did a cheap shot. No, no, no. Here's here's oh, what man. it is. This is no different, actually. Andrew would never, just like now, Andrew 
you know, I would be out fucking laboring like a motherfucker. Oh, and he'd be driving oh, a fucking tractor. Oh, he's gonna get into work <laughs> ethic now. All right. Well, this is, this is how it started. I was on the tractor because I was more qualified to operate the tractor. No, and by you, that, by you, more qualified, he means lazy. And he oh, wouldn't yeah. fucking get off the fucking tractor to fucking work. No, I was. <laughs> it's no working. different than when we were doing the bobcat at your farm. He wouldn't get out of the bobcat. He wasn't. <laughs> he's it, true, he wants to rake the field. It was ten fucking degrees yeah, outside. I'm <laughs> out at your farm working, freezing hey, my dick off. That was my bobcat. I get to fucking drive it. It was it was ten degrees outside. It was I, cold. Listen, with interest, I'm going to send you that bill. Hey, I'm just saying. Do you remember the fight? He's, that you Andrew's want? out there. We're out there working. We're so like, tell, cut, we're cutting up, we're cutting up fucking lumber or trees, throwing it in the fire. Andrew is. I was Andrew's trying up. to. Andrew's trying to grade the grass. No, that's not what happened. Just to stay in the cab of the bobcat. He's grading no. the grass with. My, with I'm sticks. so good at running a bobcat that I was able to scoop all the little. If sticks. we had bobcat Olympics, I would fuck your world up. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I know so. So anyway, I hey, think that's the quote hey, wait, of the uh, podcast. Do you, do you, hey, we were telling this story a minute ago. <laughs> that's great. Do you remember that time the fucking Dustin beat my face in the snow? And fucking yeah, I tell you the park. Every time I take Enzo to that park, I fucking stink. I I pass that part in the street. This is how my brain works. I pass that part in the street, and that fucking memory plays in my head. And you had it on film. That's how yeah. fucked up you are. I know. So he's <laughs> laughing. My dad was laughing the whole time, videotaping it. Like Andrew's getting his ass beat, kicking my, kicking my ass. So we're in here telling the story, and Tyler's laughing. The Tyler just walked out of the room. Tyler's laughing at my, at me saying I was blind. So next time it snows. We're going to take Tyler outside. We're going to rub his fucking face in the snow for 30 minutes. And we're going to see if he can fucking see. I had the same. Actually, Cousin Larry fucking. I'll never forget this. This is same thing. Cousin Larry was a bastard growing up. Cousin Larry. Now he's cool. Like, Cousin cool. Larry was pile driving me in the snow. And yeah. dad was laughing at it when yeah. it was fucking happening. I'm yeah. sitting there thinking like, help me out. Cousin Larry was, what, six, seven years, eight years yeah. older than I am? Yeah. I, I can't I'm bail you out everything. Up you, know what, now. You, can, yeah. you can fuck him up. He's a cop, dude. He'll fucking shoot Get you. Get the fuck out of here. He'll shoot you. Larry, I'd fuck you up. You know that too. <laughs> but anyway, tell him about the fight that you fucking won. Because I think I told the story right before he came in. We were on the tractor. We were on a tractor, and Andrew well, wouldn't. Well, you weren't. We was one of you guys. I yeah, Andrew was, was on, on a tractor, tractor and yeah, Andrew. Right. I, I forget. I, so I the only reason that you won the tractor. We had this little stupid trailer and a tractor, okay? All motherfucking day, I'm loading a goddamn trailer. All <laughs> yeah. fucking day, I'm loading a trailer. Andrew's hey, driving. We, we were cleaning the yard. Hey. I'm a delegator. <laughs> you're, the, you're the foreman. You're the grunt labor, huh? And I forget what there's something. I don't know. You know, your your kid. They, they were. Both, I don't know. What, I don't remember the triggering moment. I think you're like 14, weren't you? 13, 14. No, no, I was a freshman. I think I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, that's 14. So we were telling. We had one fight after that though that I won too. No. We wrestled in the living room. Oh. No, yeah, I don't think I don't so. Remember that one? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't remember that I, either. I know so. Because I did a switch on you. Wait, you just said a minute ago you only won one fight. Now you that won two? That wasn't a fight either, though. It was a see, wrestling match. No, see, fights that's are, Fights are when Sal punches are involved. take one and turn it into two instantly. See, you, well, I know. Look at this warehouse. I did a great job oh. with that. It's a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ty, so, Tyler, so, Tyler, are you okay with getting your face in the fucking snow when it snows? It's not time? an option at that point. See, it's, it's, a, it's just a fucking... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I... I I want to see Tyler, what, be, Tyler see what being like blind the physical like. activity of another male rubbing him down somewhere with fucking ice. <laughs> so what's, right, right, what's, right. Uh, what's the title of this episode? I don't, I don't know, know what you guys are talking about. It's episode 200, too. It's, it's supposed to be a great episode. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a great episode. We end up talking about how Sal gets his ass beat all the time. <laughs> Sal, that wasn't the first time you got rug burn. Here's what I know. <laughs> Here's what I know. When I got to college, nobody fucked with me. Right. I got you're, in a, you're a good coach. I, I got in a bunch of fights, and you know you realize it's, it's. I said this on the Tim Grover podcast, and it, I don't know that it came over because I'm in the middle of listening to it. You know, like you learn that about fighting. Like it's really, it's kind of. It, this does apply to businesses. 
Dude, once you get punched in the fucking mouth or you're nothing to be money, scared of. Dude, you realize it doesn't hurt that yeah. bad. You're like, well, fuck, that ain't that bad. You know, right. you're bleeding out your nose or you're bleeding out your eye or something. You're like, should have well, knocked fuck. me out, motherfucker. Well, no, no. You, you get actually, then you realize, like, oh, I could have done a little bit more and I could have done this. It's the same fucking thing. I'm glad in somebody's able to turn this into a productive point. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> but it's I was kind of lost on how we were going to talk about it. I, no, I've no, been no, trying to do that true. for 199 no, no, episodes. But yeah. most people, but here's what I realized about this is like business too. Hold on, but this is business to it. There's a lot of balkers, you know, like they'll puff their chest in the bar and they'll talk about how cool they are, but they don't really fucking do it, right? Right. The best part about fighting is everybody like, punch me, but boom, I fucking punch him. Like, I'm not going to fuck, you tell me to punch you and we're going to fight, I'm hitting you. I'm not going to wait to get fucking hit, <laughs> right. you know, and so it, it, you can apply that to business because, excuse me, because you got to jump in, you know what I mean? You're going to get kicked in the nuts, you're going to hit hit in the fucking face, you're going to trip. All the bad shit you think is going to happen, guess it what? Happens. It happens, and it happens 10 times, you realize it ain't that fucking bad. I watched my roommate get. I watched I get kicked in the face one time, and I remember thinking, "Holy fuck, that had to hurt." Dude, you remember distortion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people what distortion is. No. <laughs> no, no, no. This motherfucker Vaughn. used to come out in the hall, butt naked, oh. and grab his nutsack and yank it down to his knees. And I swear it went down to his knees. <laughs> did it not? Yeah, it did. It went to his knees, and he would yell out distortion and fucking run back in his room we had like, dude it was the fucking weirdest like our, our the weirdest thing ever like it wasn't the weirdest thing dude ike was the fucking shit it uh it, what's interesting is you know dude distortion I, I played college baseball right so like we had a we had a really good it's, it's, it's very similar to our culture here you know you we all went out together we all partied together we all dated the same chicks we all went to, you know we did everything as a unit right so like you know, dude it's literally the exact same fucking thing as business so like when shit hit the fan, we all jumped in that motherfucker, you know. And so my or Ike was our ringleader moron. Yeah, he was the toughest, dumbest fucking motherfucker on the face of the earth. And dude, he didn't back down from nothing. I didn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck who it was, what it was, how it was. He was how, stronger than shit. How big you were, it didn't matter. Yeah, he was. A, he was yeah. a sophomore in college, inclining three fifteen for fifteen. Like you know, wow. like I, I was thinking, holy shit, man, that guy's fucking. I'm like you know one eighty five, you know, and 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 but he was family of three boys they fought all the time you know and you, you realize i remember the point is i remember him getting kicked in the fucking face and it's this is business i'm thinking holy fuck that's gonna hurt you know you woke up the next day you fucking drank a beer and wasn't like, that bad wasn't even that bad <laughs> <laughs> and dude he got kicked in the fucking face hard but you know no i mean you're gonna get fucking kicked in the nuts it's part of the deal that's dude, what you sign up for when you fucking dude, when you we step were talking in. about this earlier like people people make these plans they make they make the perfect plan. I asked Dad this a minute ago. I said, "What? How many times in business did shit go the way you planned it to go?" He said, "None." Yeah, maybe one. Yeah, I, I honestly I honestly can't think of <laughs> yeah a one. one. Yeah, there is. You file for your LLC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shit, I <laughs> but but I mean, dude, that ability to like adjust and overcome. Like a lot of guys who are listening to this podcast and girls too, they think that they're going to come up with the perfect idea and the perfect plan. And then they get into business and they're like, okay, I'm in business. I'm doing good. My plan's sort of working. I see. Then like something happens. Like, you know, they didn't, like, I can remember one time we fucking didn't pay our withholding tax for over a year because Chris's mom was sick with cancer and he was like, you know, up here when we were in Springfield. And so he, he was responsible for paying the taxes. He didn't pay the fucking taxes. We ended up owing like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And dude, like we didn't have it. We didn't have the money to pay it. You know what happened though? We fucking fucking figured it out. But people, something like that could happen to most people, and they just shut down. They're like, mm -hmm. "Oh, we're fucking done. We're out of business." You know what I mean? And business is not about having the perfect plan. It's about making adjustments as you go and taking the kicks to the head 
that you know you're going to take and still moving and getting up and moving. That's well, you, what it's about. You say it all the time. You always say you know the most successful people solve the most problems, but not only is that 100 percent true, but there's the other aspect. There, to it. There's yeah. the other aspect. You know, in they business, fucking keep getting up and you get punched in the fucking dick. You find solutions, right? Exactly. They're, they're the same characteristic trait, right? So you know, we were kind of making fun of your dad for being old a little earlier today. But aside from your dad, I'm the oldest one here, and people in our culture are completely obsessed. You're definitely being, the baldest one here. Oh, I am. I got no hair. But but people in our culture, they really are obsessed with being. Look, young, I love how and they, I love how you what? whisper shit on the side like they can't fucking hear them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't hear you talking. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. What, what did you say? What I said is, I think people in our culture are obsessed with being young, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to get old. I don't want to get old." But one of the things I love about getting old is that I've discovered, and this is kind of what everybody like all is saying. Weird old man shit? Yeah, yeah. But one of yeah. the things I love about getting old is that you discover that there's really very few things in life that you can't recover from. In fact, I can only think of one. No, it's perception. That's when you die. Death. That's right. That's it. Dude, Everything that's else so you true. can recover that's from. That's such a great point. And well, or baldness. You know what? Or baldness, that yeah. actually That actually brings up a really good point. A lot of young guys uh, who are, you know, let's say young in their entrepreneurial life, they are terrified that every single thing they do wrong is going to bury their company or it's going to put them out of business. And sometimes you go out of business. You know, people don't realize I failed eight fucking companies before we had our first one that worked. You know, sometimes you are going to go out of business. Sometimes you are going to lose. Sometimes you are going to know not what to do. But those things all contribute to you knowing what to do. And when you become more mature, for example, like in life, all right, mm -hmm. you know, or in, or in business, more mature in business. Let's say you're only 30, but you've been in business 10 years. You understand that there isn't a whole lot that's, that can fucking destroy you. Yeah. Like, you know, it, so you can recover from most anything. It's, it's just, and when you have that confidence and that understanding and that experience, it makes it easy, you know, to not freak the fuck out every time one little thing happens. You know what I mean? Like, right, like nowadays, you know, people, they, they get real hung up on like, reviews right because everybody's got a public review you know and if a customer leaves a bad review they think their fucking business is over well you know what how about addressing the issue how about calling the it's guy good opportunity it's a great right. opportunity because you know that person's vocal you know they care and you know they're upset so why don't you call them up and and make it right if, they, they could know, sneeze that same story about how great you handled it exactly you know what and I mean? they will they will do that because clearly they're vocal but you guys have to understand that like these things are going to happen. You're you're going to forget to pay your tax. You're going to have no money for payroll. You're going to have somebody on the internet talk bad about you. You're going to have employees quit, okay? And you be the only one left. Those things are going to fucking happen. But at the end of the day, success is about resilience. It's not about and grit more than it is about knowing the right plan or having the right plan. It's about making adjustments, being fluid, being resilient, having grit understanding that you're going to get punched in the fucking mouth and guess what shit's still going to be okay not only yeah. that i mean I don't as know a side note episode 98 is pissed off customers annoyance or opportunity if you haven't read it how do you know me? all the episodes he, he, you always he always knows it instantly wow. are you looking it up he just peeked at it oh you fucking <laughs> cheater see i'm over here thinking like mr fucking egghead has all the fucking answers i know a lot of them though but now i will I don't say think i know egghead a lot anymore now you're just an old yeah. ball guy yeah. Yeah. So let me yeah. ask you this but that's a good one if you guys haven't listened to it and it's to to andy's point are you afraid of anything right now that can happen tomorrow? Of anything? No, nothing. Are you so? No, like literally, like I Maybe mean, the that. baby's crying, okay, and stuff like that. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I haven't slept in twenty weeks, but no, yeah. no. Like I, but are you, people, are people you hear fear? me. No, people are going to hear me say that, and they're going to think, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> well, you fuck are. Off. <laughs> well, you're, scared. Yeah. you're fucking scared of snow and buddy. You're going to get your ass beat, just so you know. You're going to get a big old snow dildo shoved up your ass. <laughs> so, but you'll probably fucking like that, won't you? 
I'm going to get kicked out of church. Oh, so anyway, right, here's Jeff, the deal. Like people hear you ask that question, they hear me say that. And then they hear me on the, they see my videos on the internet and they hear my voice and they see me be aggressive and they see me be loud. And they think I'm saying that to be macho. I'm not. I literally can't think of anything that would, like the one thing I do get afraid of, this is, this is the truth. The one thing I do get afraid of is this. I get afraid that sometimes if Chris and I travel on the same airplane and it crashes, that everybody else is fucked. That's a different kind of fear. Yeah, but that's, like that's that's yeah. I think about that. Like I think like oh, because then Sal would be in charge, right? Well, yeah, no, we, I, but, we grow five times faster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a pretty good job with the See, air brakes on. Remember over earlier there? when I talked Andrew. about fucking me not being very good at math? Neither is Sal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When, I was in, so I was in there doing it. It's good. No, when when I was 35, your age ish. Except you're older now. You're going to be really old again, you know? Again? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Speaking of bad math. Jesus. <laughs> I got good math, man. Like I'm 73, 73 from 87. So I was, oh, you're you keep not talking about old. dying. I, I, we were, I was in the car with him the other day. I'm like, I'm not talking about dying, dying motherfucker. I, I can do a Hold on. Get your point because I got a good answer. I got a good answer to this. Yeah. We're, we're, I would be. Here's no, what no, I really no, want to say. The cliche answer would be this. Like, oh, I'm afraid of my life not mattering. No, no, no. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Because I don't have yeah. kids yet. Like, you have kids, Sal. You have three kids. You're for sure going to have an impact and a legacy. The reality is, is like, at the end of the day, you ain't going to fucking matter anyway. And that's the truth. Like, dude, just like I said earlier, you're going to be fucking dead. And people are going to tell funny stories about you. They're going to say, hey, remember that time? Like, dude. I don't like, know. See, like, I, 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 and I'm not disagreeing, but I'll take a different approach. Like, I think about. Well, I think we're, our company leaves a legacy every fucking well, day. I think about like, my dude, college. We, cha we mm. change more lives than arguably probably any other company on earth. I think about my college baseball coach, maybe not every day, but every other day. Well, yeah, I get that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not his kid. Yeah, but that's not a... Def okay, so... But I, I actually that. disagree with something you said earlier, which is what? There, a week after you die, people are not going to forget you. Okay, Dude, you look, have made that. No, I, know no, what, no. I know what the point you're hey, trying listen, to make. I, listen, I go back to Zig... No, what's I funny go back is and you know why they won't? Because of what we're doing right now. Right. Because of the shit that we're doing right now. Right. But, like, but what I'm saying is, is like... I meant that point, like I'm being extra exaggerational in that point because, yeah. uh, like, it, it, it's true, right? People have an inflated sense of what they're worth and what and what their legacy is going to be. You know, they people think that when they die, the world is going to fucking stop, and it isn't. Oh, right, no, I you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it isn't. And like people might look at the picture, you know, on on the mantle once in a while, and they say, you know what? Hey, there's there's uh there's Andy, you know, he was a really smart guy, and he made a lot of money in his life. You know what else? He impacted a lot of people. He wrote a couple books and blah, blah, blah. But like other than that, I don't give a fuck. Andrew, right. there's yeah. only in, 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 in any individual life, what you're talking about is there's only like six or seven people. There's me, yeah, right. you, Sal, your mom. Exactly. Uh, Emily, That's what I'm saying. There's like, only a few. There, right. Everybody else doesn't give a shit. Right, right. exactly. No, but. Oh, I get it. But it's even not, if, It doesn't. It's, it's not important. No. And, and you know what? And the legacy people leave is really like an untraceable legacy, right? Like yeah, they're memories. Right. It's not yeah. a. It's not a something that's documented. Like it's oh, a, oh, like the leg, like dude, not like the Bible. like your dad, like your real dad, you know, like dude, he was fucking what twenty years old when he died. Yeah. Okay. And like nobody ever talks about him or this and that. Like dude, well, I have man. a. I got a picture of him on my fucking mantle, and you know what? He he died in World War Two. I look at the fucking picture. I'm like, man. You know what? I'm thankful for that dude because I wouldn't be yeah, here if it too. wasn't. Right. Yeah, right. right. But like, I don't, I don't know anything about him. I don't know. You know, we don't. There's really nothing to know because he was only fucking twenty. So let's address right. the fear thing because this has been eating on me for like seven minutes. <clears throat> Wait, are no, you fear? You, he was going to say something when he was 35. What he was afraid of? 
Oh no, when, when I was thirty five, this is about business experience, not fear of like dying. And stuff. I'm not fear. I'm not even afraid of dying. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I care, but I don't care. But uh, no, there was a day I woke up because of experience, be going through all kinds of things and making right decisions and and going through trauma of owning a business and and things going wrong and firing people and this going wrong and and, and me growing up as an individual in, as an individual running a company. Eventually, your confidence gets up, and 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 you have you get your head busted in, like you're saying about fighting. Thousand times, right? Thousand times. You don't have. I, I don't have any fear. I don't have no fear. I have no fear today about anything. About anything. About it's it's almost feelingless, actually, because I don't. I'm not afraid. I was just talking to our guys about. I, I don't. Ahead, I don't. I really don't. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't. I, I I wake up, and it's, there's nothing in it. I mean, I could if something happened to you, I could run this company. Yeah, but not today. No. But I, I would think, learn in a, in a day, and then I I wouldn't want to run it. There's an important lesson would. tied up in that, in, in what you just said, is that because a lot of guys in leadership struggle with confrontation. They have a hard time saying something to somebody. Like when we talk about holding them accountable, they have a hard time saying, "Hey, dude, you're doing a shitty job." Okay, but like as you progress from the experience that you're talking about, you don't even fucking notice when you say that shit. Like I say shit to people around here, I don't even know they fucking said it. Hey, look, look, there's right and, and wrong, and, and then you, they come to me six months later, like you really hurt my feelings when you said that. I'm like, I don't even remember fucking saying that. Like, it's just part of the deal. Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. So, I, like, I, I have a different approach in the sense of fear. There's a lot of shit I fear on a daily. Nothing scares me, but I fear it. Like, you know, you, you fear, like, dude, what happens if the facility burns down? What happens if this? You, you think about all these things, right? But it doesn't stop your actions from moving forward, and, and you still you attack the aggression, right? Like, my dad always has this thing, make a list, call a list, win now. Like, do it now. Even if you have the fear, you still fucking go. That's the, that's the number one thing I've learned. Like, even... Dude, I wake up. Now, this is the thing about having kids. It's really fucked up. Like, dude, there's so much. That part of fear is real because, like, mm -hmm. man, you're scared about, like, you know. It's personal, though. Dude, oh, dude, personal. I can get that. No, yeah. but you, you're talking about, like, dude, paying for grade school, paying for college, paying for fucking, paying for all that shit. And you think about it all the time. And you, you company that in a business and it's fear. Well, guess what? I got to get up and go motherfucking work. You know right. what I mean? And I got to work fucking harder. And you got to fucking, you know, it makes that mission. It's a, now you turn it into a fuel to drive you. You know what I mean? Right. So am I fearful? Yeah, there's a lot of shit that fucking scares the fuck out of me. But that doesn't mean I can't fuck. I got to go. You know what I mean? There's no option. <laughs> you had one option. You either well, jump the in the motherfucking water. What's the alternative? Yeah. Or right. don't fucking go. I'm well, going. It's that, it's that cliche, but very, very true statement, which is that courage, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's the commitment to move in spite of it. I, of course. I, yeah. I don't think you, what you're calling it is fear. That's something to think about because you're not afraid of that thing. You're not really afraid of it because you're going to come up with an answer. No, oh, yeah, I'm not worried. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah. I don't. I don't but, call that fear. But you learn that. You learn you're, to do. You're calling it fear. You learn to do. Like mm -hmm. you yeah. learn. No matter what, you fucking go. Yeah, I think experience though it does like extinguish fear for the most part. Like for example, like when I go and speak, like people ask me to go speak. I'm going to speak at Gary V's event, uh, Agent 2021 next month in in January. Like there's gonna I don't know how many thousand of people are gonna be there. Like pe most people will freak the fuck out about doing that. Like I don't even fucking. Think about it. They're like, oh, are you nervous? I'm like, no, I want to be nervous. That's like, experience. What, what the, the first yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. First time you're scared. That's right? what I'm, dude, I was getting to that. So like, dude, but I can remember whenever I had like literally 12 employees and I had to fucking talk to them about an hour about our company that I knew everything about and I would like get cold sweats and I'd be nervous and I would stutter the whole time and freak the fuck out. And dude, that's why experience is so important because it will, you know, all the shit that you worry about when you're a new entrepreneur or you're new in this path of like trying to be successful, that shit will all calm the fuck down the longer you do it, you know? I always use the analogy, and I use it almost every fucking podcast, but it's like getting in a cold pool. Like, when you first stick your fucking feet in the water, it's cold as shit. Or a hot hot tub. Yeah, right, <laughs> it's the same. But after 10, 20 minutes, 
it doesn't feel like it's cold anymore. People are like, man, how are you in the fucking pool? It's cold. It's not cold to me. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. relative. And yeah, the shit, yeah. shit adjusts with your experience. You know, because that's, that's something I get asked a lot. People are like, dude, how do you deal with all this shit? Like, how do you blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, I've just been doing it. You're conditioned. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. When you get your brains beat out of 50 times and you find out you're still, you're still around and nothing happened to you, you got no broken arms or broken legs, the fear, the fear disappears. It's, yeah, but it's the experience. Pro- but the problem with yeah. it is, is that most people aren't willing to go through that process oh, well. to gain the experience yeah, to I, let it calm down. See, I don't know that. I don't know those other people. So no, no, no. I, I'm talking about I mean, people young and not, you know, yeah, they, like I, I'm, I'm a lot of the shit. When I say you people, I get them getting information off of the fucking DMs. I see. You know what I'm saying? Like I see people. They're like, man, you know, I started my first company. I'm a year in, dude. I'm stressed out. I'm fucking my hair's turning gray. I fuck. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Welcome to entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> right. that's the fucking way it goes. Like you ever see my fucking hair? It's gray as fuck. You know what I mean? Right. I, I'm just glad I got just for men at home. Or even more, welcome to life. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's what going back to what we were talking about earlier. So that's many the things, problem with parents who are not preparing yes. their kids for that. Dude, yeah. I was just telling so, my guys. So many people, would... so many people don't. They freak the fuck out over shit that's actually normal, and they don't think their situation is normal. They assume that everybody else had it easier, everybody else had the special advantage, or everybody else got there in, in, on an easier way. And they come to me and they say, "Oh, you know, I." I have these struggles and I have this. And I'm like, dude, that's normal. Like, they quit because they're going through normal shit. Like, it's normal. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. you're picking a very, you're picking a very un, uh, unproven or unbeaten path. It's going to be rough. You're going to have to fucking get in there and get some poison ivy and chop some fucking trees Man, I down. Rem- I remember the first, <laughs> I remember the first 5,000 unit run of protein we had to throw away. Yeah. We had to throw away is keyword. Most throw, motherfucking companies, most <clears throat> companies ain't even running 5,000 bottles. Yeah, yeah. So we had to- We had to know, fucking throw in the trash. So we test, we were unique on our, we test on the front end, we test on the back end. I don't even think out. that was the first one. That was just the first one that you were here It was the first for. one that I- Yeah, I because had to, I remember the first one. The first one was this. We had a batch of watermelon, which watermelon- I was there. Oh, and it was yeah, fucking- warehouse. It was brown. No, it was red. Some motherfucker, it's supposed to be green. I remember the story. Yeah, and some motherfucker, some dumb fuck in the fucking- Whatever, put the fucking shit, put red, red in it. You know, when our product's been green for two years. So we had to throw, it was actually 40,000 fucking pounds of protein in trash. Wow. Yeah. It was all pre blended. Yeah. Blend the pre blend in your bottle, right? <clears throat> and we didn't have the money to do that. Like, Dude, wow. You know, you, you, you think about it. I remember thinking, like, and I know why these other companies, like, I know why the fucking guys will push it through because they're fucking like, holy fuck. But you, know, you got, that's the difference between right and wrong. You do, do what's right and wrong. But you think at the time, like, holy fuck, man. We ain't ever going to fucking get out of that. Since then, we've done that shit 15 fucking times. Yeah. I don't even give a fuck. I'm like, oh. yeah. And, and, all right, let's keep and going. On, on, a, on a different note, most companies would push the shit that we throw away no, no, of through course. and just that, sell it. It's a shitty part of our industry. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's the unfortunate shitty part about having to do the right thing. But it's also how we separate ourselves. That's yeah. a key, key, key component. You know, right. like, and, and you learn, no, those are, fuck, that's a lesson. You know we what I mean? We got 10,000 creatine labels if anybody wants that's any. That's a fucking lesson. You know what? <laughs> and from that day forward, I instilled a fuck, I didn't even control, dude, this is, I, I stick my nose in a lot of times where places don't belong, but I didn't handle labels. I didn't do any of that shit. Dude, the second I fucking caught that, I'm now in control of labels. We ain't fucking doing that shit no more. We threw away 10 fucking thousand creatine labels. 10,000 of them. Dude. That didn't even the that was like the beginning of it. Dude, there's there's a lot of there's on. a lot of shit like. Do you remember that time we had a fuck? Or you probably don't remember one time, dude. We had to run. We ran a, we ran a ten thousand run uh, t-shirt order, and the fucking logos were too big. Remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, I, I, you had, yeah. I, you, do, you don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to tell that story because it was so bad. 
but those are, you know, shit, man, that's, I don't know. You know, you start, it's, there's no even, I can't describe it because it's one of those things that, dude, you'll be fine. Yeah, so you'll be fine. It's fucking what do you cold. Want to say you know what's there? cold? You look like you're ready to pee your pants because you're no, wanting to say something. I, so I, I, I asked Vaughn this about a half hour ago, but it's because you two guys know this. <clears throat> Vaughn, how many? You got three kids. You got two, two and a half. Well, I kind of spilled the beans. My wife. I was kill, just going to say, motherfucker. My, you told my, me last wife, week. Don't tell my nobody. wife. Will kill me. So for the millions of people listening to this podcast, please don't tell my wife. <laughs> yeah, but, we got we got one on the way. So. One, one of the base value systems. I mean, she knows we have one on the way. Just so you know. Yeah, but, but does like your family? She doesn't want. No, nobody else knows. So you just talk about it on the podcast yeah. without you telling me, everybody? He told me last week no. at Starbucks, he's like, no, don't say nothing. I'm like, Bon, I ain't got to tell nobody. You know, you know when somebody says don't say nothing, that means they're telling everybody. No, I'm not telling everybody. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> when when you when you have something of value, your kids, who's, what's the most important thing in your world? It is your kids. Yeah, yeah. There's, not, there's nothing. So you had well, He was about to answer the MSCEO project. Well, I was actually thinking about that new Camry I'm no, <laughs> but but they really, 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 really are, and in, in, yeah. in, in some people's lives they aren't. But but you had those kids, uh, and uh, you have them, and you want them to be the best they are, right? The best mm-hmm. they can be. Absolutely, absolutely. And and why wouldn't you give them every single thing you could possibly do to be better? And what I'm saying is, if you don't do that, you're, oh yeah, you're, they're, they're not going to turn you're, out. You're not. Yeah. And my sons did get that every day. I didn't do. I guess I probably failed in a lot of areas. I'm not trying to beat my chest. But that they know that best system you can do, the best things, the best you can do for them is, is give them what you know. And you got to farm your things. own crop. Absolutely. And in yeah. this business, nothing, there's nothing that's acceptable less than total, total victory and total perfection, even if you can't achieve it. And that's where that comes from. I know it comes from that. Absolutely. I, my dad is one of the only people I will call and ask for business advice. Because I don't, like, it's not, we talk about this in a first circle of friends thing in that sense, but. Because he's the only motherfucker to tell me the truth. Because I know, like, he's going to tell me the truth, right? Right. It, it I, may not be right, but I'm going to tell him what I think. Nobody points me in a direction, and he knows the difference. Like, I might not be on this sense, but I call him because it's like, fuck. But I know he's invested in me. Yeah. All the time. Oh, absolutely. And then I think about and this is a struggle. I actually had this conversation with Tim. Grover. Oh no, I got to call Andrew. You want to talk about fucking winning? You know, and like his this livelihood of like <laughs> he's not acknowledging trying me. to keep. No, I got to call Andrew. Hey man, everybody else does. <laughs> Go ahead, Sal. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. That's, oh. what, that's what he does. He tells the same joke seven fucking times sure until somebody it. laughs at it. That's, like, what, that's like, like when nobody he laughs. No, what so, were you saying? Yeah. So, don't you know that if you tell the same joke? Did Tony you know, laughed. Did everybody know that like if you if you tell a joke and it's not funny, nobody laughs? Tell it seven more times. Not only that, he asked Vaughn a question and answered a goddamn question. If you're going to ask a question, you got to get an answer. No, but, you know, like, I think part rhetorical. of business for me anyway or something that I'm learning about, I don't even know where it's turning into fatherhood, but it, he's made the mention about fatherhood. You know, it's really... When you want to win so fucking bad, like when you go home about investing in your kids or investing in you know your home life, because I think that's very important. You know, you got to have a happy life at home in order to be able to be successful at work, right? What's your favorite tool to teach your kids how to win? Great <laughs> question. I know it's the Andy Frisella. Absolutely. Otis and Charlie Otis hard and Charlie working tales. Actually, okay, so this is funny. So my Enzo my calls, my daughter has imbibed Enzo, that message. Enzo, I'm serious. He's too young She's to understand it. the message, but he loves books like this. Yeah. Boo, I, I should. I'll I'll snap to or I'll insta story. I saw that one you posted him reading in his crib. Yeah, he reads in his crib. He doesn't know how to fucking read. No, but he understands the concept. He likes looking through the pictures, and so he knows who Uncle Andrew is. So he looks through it. You know, and he's yeah. Like, does he, he still? Does he cry every time you point at it? No. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Like he always points at everything. And what's that? You know. But who, where's Uncle Andrew? And he can point it out. Anyhow. 
But like something, and this is, you have to learn, these are processes of life that you'll learn. And this is part of like investing in your livelihood or your business. You know, going home is really hard for me. It's not hard because I don't want to be there. It's hard because I really miss work and I'm really thinking about this. So I have to really work on unplugging. Like I try to take my phone and I set it down because I'm invest. I want to invest in my son. I'm, it's the most- is that why you don't fucking text me back? I don't text anybody back at night. Like I fucking sit the fuck down and I give him everything I got until he goes to bed. When he goes right. to bed, I'll come back in. Yeah. But until he goes to bed, I'm investing in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, a- should, so I shouldn't do what mom does and just keep texting you over and over and over again? Until you- <laughs> Who, is that a mom thing? Like everybody's mom seems to do that. Like if they fucking call you or text you, you don't answer, they keep doing it over and over? I bet you- Does your mom do that? Uh, No, she's actually pretty good about it. Is your mom? No. Oh. She, yeah. kn- she knows when. Well, <laughs> and Sam's surprised. Let, let me, let me say this. <laughs> let, let me say this, though, because I know we're probably coming close to wrapping it up. But I think generally speaking, I mean, I know this just from our demographics, a huge portion of our uh, listening audience is men. Okay. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of testosterone in this, in this podcast. But as the father of daughters, I don't want them to be any less competitive than if I had a boy. Dude, listen, my the, fucking the, daughters are going to cut. My, I you know feel what I'm sorry saying? for. Like, this is and true. to me, that to me that is. You sexist. guys think I'm not? I talk to my. I, they're, they're only 14 weeks old, but I talk to them, and I fucking like I have always have. I've did that with Enzo. My daughters are going to cut the fucking heads off. Their, the, whoever they date, they're fucked, and I'm convinced <laughs> that way. Like they fucking this. Those dudes are fucked. Like, no, Enzo, like, oh, en- ha, ha, Enzo's going to Enzo's going to know all the fucking pimp tricks and. And uh, Francesca and Isabella are going to know all the defense to the pimp tricks. Yeah, right. I'm going to tell you right now, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, oh, oh payback's a motherfucker. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. I, because I'm going to arm him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be the motherfucker. He's going to be the motherfucker sitting at the door. Like, right. Like, dude, I already know him because, like, dude, people think I'm confrontational. He's 10 times more confrontational. Right. And I right. promise you, the first little motherfucker that tries to show up at the door, it's going to be like that. Uh, What's that fucking movie? With, uh, Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys right. 2. <laughs> we trying to do my daughter, awesome. motherfucker. That's awesome. And, you ever uh, been with a man? And, and <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll piss some people off saying this. When I say Uh-oh, that it's I want them- No, I'm serious. And I feel strongly about this. When I say that I want them to be competitive and independent and all that, I'm not saying I want them to be femi- feminist. I'm not a feminist. I don't believe in feminism. I think they have some good points. But what I want, I don't think feminism is synonymous with strong women, okay? I want my wife, or excuse me, I want my daughters to be strong women. That's not, so when people say, oh, you want your, your daughters to be feminist? No, I, I don't, who cares about isms? I don't care about isms. Dude, listen, I want them to be strong women. Look, man, everybody, everybody wants to claim everybody else for their cause. I mean, come on. Right, yeah. but I mean like, you know, it's kind of in vogue now for men to be like, oh, I'm a feminist. Dude, fuck that. Dude, I, yeah, whatever. Mm. I'm, I'm not a feminist. Serious? I believe in strong women. Oh, yeah, that's that's real big. Like, I'm Dude, a, I can't think of I'm one feminist. Ist, like, one ist I would fucking identify with. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a I can't either. Like, why would you fucking identify yourself with one thing? Like, can't you, aren't you smart enough to pick and choose what the good points of good things are? Right. Like like those? What why do we have enthusiast? to? Why do we even have to codify oh, it with that kind shit. of? shit! What'd you <laughs> say? What'd you, car enthusiast. It's I, am, oh, I am an ist. Yeah. I'm an ist. Fuck! Isn't that hey, an ast? Andy, what though? happened to his no. face? What happened, what happened to his face? I don't know. Hey, what's going to happen to your was, fucking face? It's my eyes. Because now, now you just made fun <laughs> yeah, of him, and that means that we both could beat you up. Right. Right. Remember that time Tyler shit his pants when I about kicked his ass? What did I almost kick your ass for? Did he shit himself? No, I saved him one. I saved his life one time. God. Tyler, he was choking remember. on chicken breast. Oh, <laughs> for real? Yeah. When did that happen? Do you remember that time ago. I choked at Harry T's? 
Yeah, I do. You fucking saved my life. Yeah, well, I'm fucking... two for two in this category. Yeah, yeah, but it took him 30 seconds to realize I we was actually Gaston fucking Florida, choking. Harry Tees. Yeah, Harry Tees. Harry Tees, pretty... is that place still open? I hope I it is, because that place is awesome. Just got a shout out. I, did, I still try to eat everything in one bite. Yeah, I'm a fast eater. Don't eat more spread. Tyler eats that tube steak in one bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, Vaughn. on it. Vaughn, what are we going to call this fucking podcast? I, I love the Frisella Family Values. Frisella Family Values. Just call it Frisella <laughs> Family Values. It would be a real that, short podcast. Yeah, no, <laughs> there actually needs to be a part two to that, then, if that's what we're going to call it. Hey, man. Frisella uh, Family Values. I can good. do this. This this is my speed. Yeah. Or we just call it, I don't know. Bullshit. The 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 free for all podcast. Yeah, the fucking, all free for all. No, but I mean, I think I think. What were you guys talking about before I came in? We're talking well, about how some, I beat your was, ass every day. There was some silver bullshit. That, that must we, have been a fucking three minute talked, podcast. Yeah, we actually talked about how we also talked about how the re, the reason you're you're faster than me is because I used to beat your ass. There's, I mean, there's truth to that, but I yeah, was also yeah. the only white kid that anchored in the fucking four by one. Yeah, but the reason is because I trained you properly. This is all strategy. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't, I don't. Why you gotta make the, everything about race, Sal? Yeah, you are fucking it, racist. I, I don't make yeah. anything about race, but you yeah. gotta understand, like. <clears throat> no, but I was telling him how you just like if we raced right now, you would be like just far enough. He'd be far enough so I couldn't <laughs> grab him. That's uh, <laughs> a racist. What? <laughs> what? What are you, Vaughn? A, a baldist? A baldest. I'm a Harrist. I got to get back to shaving. I feel like we just wasted like two. How long is this podcast? This is our longest podcast ever. <laughs> is it two it's, hours? No, it's an hour and four. Well, I look like I, I, feel like, we, love it. I look okay. like The Rock. I feel That's like we I just like. wasted. I, I am yeah, sorry to all the followers. I've been told that. We Why? just wasted. This was one of my f- favorite an hour and 40 fucking no, minutes. No, we're of publishing this. There's no way we're not oh, posting. Oh, this is great. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, look, we got to wrap it up because I literally am about to piss my pants. Okay. I'm about to run out. So, you have anything to say? Uh, no, just, uh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, all right. If you only knew that story. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>